No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by... Shop Tour Bus! Hi. So, I know that every week we say, This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. And I guarantee there's at least one or two of you out there that have never checked out at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram or ShopTourBus.com. What if everybody has? Why? Then I'm wrong. Then they need to tell a friend. Then they need to tell at least two people. Phone a friend. Or 
They've gone there and they haven't bought anything. Maybe, yeah. It's festival season. It's time for concerts outdoors. You want something that's going to shield you from the sun, yet keep you nice and cool and be breathable and soft on your skin. So head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Pick yourself up one of these ring-spun, cotton, wonderful, nice, form-fitting, cool, sun-shielding shirts with a Grateful Dead-inspired design on the front. And then... You know, for all those fun, crafty people out there, you can shred up your cool shop du- uh, shop dust. Shop dust part. <laughs> shop tour bus t-shirt. You can, like, Why make it into a tank top. Oh. You can, like, cut the sides Cuss and tie tops. it. Yeah, you can make it, cut a little piece of the sleeve and use it as a hair tie. And you can make a little bikini top out of it. You can so use it for all creative you're saying purposes. You, you could make that shirt also a one-of-a-kind, like, the cool box yes. that you will get your shirt in. Check that Hell out. Yeah. Exactly. So that that's awesome. You can put your own intention into your shirt and make it in whatever you want. Yeah. Or where it is it comes. Because I know sometimes I want to like tear some shit up that I just bought because I have an idea for it. And I'm like, I can't. It's disrespectful. But it's mine it's to yours. do what you I want. For it. Yeah. So you can cut out that cool um, shop tour bus. Uh-oh. Do you want me to wait? No. That's, that's not No? Hard. That's not too bad? I don't know. Well, I was just going to say, you can pin it <laughs> to the live. back of like your jacket. Fuck it. Or, we'll like, Oh, my God. Stop it. I'm not... <laughs> So, so you're talking about comfort. So let yeah. me segue back into it. Comforts me to know that it comes in a one-of-a-kind box. Because <laughs> <laughs> so much intention goes into to give you this one-of-a-kind experience with your shirt that's going to be all wrapped up with a cool picture or article or something with what kind of spe- it's like a special twine they use and a bootleg paint. comes with a bootleg with a pencil to spool it and candy candy and whiskers and whiskers stickers sometimes whisker biscuit and I you mean, don't even you don't have to know pay what for you're shipping. gonna get i mean come on guys wait wait you don't have to pay for shipping no oh, man. that can't just be for everybody no well, it's just for the no simple road family shipping. the way that you don't pay for shipping is when you're checking out put in the promo code no simple road and you will receive free shipping from shop free sieve you do free sieve free sieve there's another new vocabulary word. and then you'll have your new shirt go to fresh festival and when you get it you get free septed and you go to fresh festivals with your new fresh shirt on you can wear it to Rado head that's right my favorite Great part of the skis. show is fucking up on air <laughs> and creating new words. That's my uh, favorite shit. part of the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> head over to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and free you'll sieve, have free, free shipping. reception and free receiving <laughs> and you will get more than you bargained for. Hey now, this episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Define Premium Cannabis. Define Premium Cannabis. D-E-F-Y-N-E Because we smoke weed Uh, Why? Because we love you So check it out Define Premium Cannabis is one of our sponsors And I'm very proud to tell everybody that Because that's where I work 
And if you come in and visit us, there's two locations in Hillsboro and Forest Grove. No, come. there's not two locations in Hillsboro. You know what I think okay, is rad? Well, there's, 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 there's one location. Wait, I don't even work there. I know where it is. Wow, there's a location okay. in Hillsboro and one hey, in Forest man. Grove. Apple works at the hey, one man, in Hillsboro. It is cannabis. So there, there's one location in Hillsboro <laughs> and one location in Forest Grove. And if you come to the one location in Hillsboro and ask for me, I am there Monday through Friday. I will come out and help you. Our bud tenders will help you. You mentioned you listen to No Simple Road. You get 10% off. And, and a free T-shirt. Get, yeah, and, and a free T-shirt. And we, we have... like free shit. You know i, I cool? got to say something here. You guys are going to agree with me. I know what? this. We just came back from the Skull and Roses thing, and we were oh down in California. God. Yes. I didn't um, yes. want to say anything, we, but if we're going to... Uh, we I'm should just talk saying, about it. This is our opinion. Define promotes us. We promote them. The weed in California, it was, it was okay. We were so well, happy whatever to get we back smoked here in to California was just aight. It was yeah, aight. and I know there's there I'm not is, getting on California, but the up here there man. is nothing like Oregon grown cannabis. There yeah, is really something is special not. up here, and there is something. When Define says premium, they mean it. Yeah, yeah, we yes. deal with a lot of really good gardens, garden mm-hmm. of gods. I mean, yeah. they come in. We have so many things, and I will tell you about anyone, all of them. It's my favorite thing to do. Anyone coming from out of town. Has always said the same thing. What is the thing down here? They, What's that? They take one hit of of weed from Oregon, especially if you're going to define premium cannabis, and they're laid out. Yeah. Yep. It is true. Premium weed and the best weed in the whole Oregon state. Yeah. Define right there. Premium yeah. Cannabis. It just happens to be our sponsor. Look, every one of us out there has an ache or a pain. Or you just want to relax. Or you want something to help you be a little more creative. Or you need a lotion. Or you want a bath bomb. Or you need a patch. Or you need a tincture. Or you need some bud rub. Or you need some distillate. Or you want some dabs. Or some really amazing flour. Go over to Define, the one in Hillsboro or the one in Forest Grove. But head over to the Hillsboro one. Ask for Apple. Tell them you listen to the show. You're going to get 10% off. You're going to get a free t-shirt. You're going to get an education. And you're going to meet the kindest, gentlest, nicest, most loving bud tenders in the country. Period. Yes. Just saying. So. Making and, some statements. And one, one last thing is 420's coming really fast. Yeah, and we're doing a build up to it. And you come out and visit either locations. I will be at Forest Grove that day. We'll be having barbecues and all kinds of free handouts. 20% off of almost all product. More than one barbecue? Yeah, there's going to be one at Forest Barbecue. Grove, okay. and there will Barbecues be one at plural. Hillsboro. Cool. Barbecues. So come out and see us and get your 420 on. Boom. Define wow. premium cannabis, folks. Support the No Simple Road family of sponsors and get your head right. This is Reed Mathis. This podcast is In The Loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Osiris. It is not butts out, guns out. That's totally different. So what's up? 
What? Welcome, <laughs> welcome everybody. Hi. Here so we are sitting up. on the patio. Oh, on the yeah. uh, we've switched porches. We we're still on the porch, <laughs> but the other porch. porch. It's a rainy day. We're so happy to be back in Portland after where? Where the fuck did we go? This we went weekend? to Ventura. We did California. Oh. Wait. Hey, no, no simple road family. There. Oh God! There, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. Welcome my sister to the porch too. Hi, Jesse. Jesse's on the yeah. porch. <laughs> um, what? We. I'm brain damaged. <laughs> I am. We just came back from three and a half days of Skull and Roses uh, festival in Ventura, sunny Ventura, California. <laughs> it too was sunny. by the beach. <laughs> had an amazing time tons of interviews tons of family interactions got to see jasper had crazy travel days came home and now we're on our porch with the cool weather a little rainy enjoying the birds just so a beautiful let me break it down day. so i just did friday morning that's it i gotta go to bed <laughs> bye okay bye friday morning was that friday yeah, Go ahead Friday, morning, Friday morning at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, we woke up, we drove to the airport, we got on a shuttle bus, Mel said Rado head, then <laughs> she did. we wow. got on an airplane, buses are big, buses are big, buses are big, we learned that, flew to LA, got on another shuttle bus, drove to a rent-a-car place, Got in a car. Got in several cars. Got, Aaron yeah. couldn't decide yeah. which yeah, one, did. He, what suit his attitude for the weekend. It had nothing to do with my attitude. <laughs> it had to, it do, had to do with GPS navigation. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have got navigation. The, and then we got, yeah. we got the first car we got in. After four. But yeah. anyway, got in the car, drove to Sydney's house and saw the baby Ooh, and Sydney and Adam. We dropped Simon off. <laughs> Simon flew with us. We dropped Simon off to hang out with his sister yeah. all weekend. Then, still, still Friday... Drove to Ventura. Oh, went and had a bitch in fucking oh, breakfast. Oh, tribal, tribal cafe. cafe. Shout out, Shout out tribal. Yep. We love you. Then we went and drove to Ventura. Mm-hmm. Then checked in at Skull and Roses. Talked to Dennis McNally. Got our spot. Left our stuff. NBD. Yeah. Went and checked into an Airbnb. <laughs> a beautiful Airbnb. A pristine it Airbnb. Was, pristine. It was pristine. It was cleanliness is next to godliness is what this airbnb and this was a holy airbnb if yes if i was to write a review which aaron you should i did that's the title cleanliness is next to godliness because this i felt like i can eat in every corner of that house Uh and not get i'm glad you didn't no i didn't that would have been gross that would have been gross in the bathroom and And it was clean there it was clean underneath uh, up and down all over no dust then drove back (laughs) to Skull and Roses and had an entire day and evening of amazing music and meeting people and hanging out and partying. What? Put up our banner on front stage. Yes. There, so there's two stages at Skull and Roses and it was the main stage and then the pig's pen stage and we put up our banner on the wall of sound stage and it was a hell of a moment for us. Pretty crazy. What's wrong, Apple? Huh? The, we're the, the wind was playing havoc with something. It, it was. I saw it. It was playing havoc. It's havoc. <laughs> then, 
went home. Well, hold on. We, we got there just in time. To, or, well, not just in time, a little ahead of time. Yeah, to, we didn't even talk go, about the music. To go see our boys, the Higgs, play oh, yeah. and, and do a yeah. one hour playing in the band. And that's yeah. where we ran into Delaney and Company. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yep. Big bear hugs from Delaney and Co., those yeah. two sweethearts. Hi, guys. Jerry's yeah. middle finger was off the charts. That was Saturday. That was oh, Saturday sorry. night. I'm already jumping there. ahead. Sorry. I just had to throw them in because they fucking That's how good it. they were. I was, just, I was just doing like a a travel arc yeah. of the weekend. So then went and slept for a few hours. Got up in the morning. The Alpine camp. We got a good sleep. Alpine camp came over. We left didn't interview. We left 30 in the night. It was still no, exhausted. Still, no, still. Right? Yeah. No, we were <laughs> we were not party animals. Forty-seven we, years old. We were sensible okay. about how we, we woke <laughs> up at three thirty that morning. We're allowed to leave at eight thirty. I'm that not saying, but reasonable. we. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't crazy. It, it was, was normal. It was indeed. It was crazy. mild. Got up in the morning. Not hung out with the Alpine camp <laughs> at our pad. Barely went back to the festival. <laughs> Habanero. Partied all day and all night. <laughs> yes, went we back did. again the next day. We're not pa- even gonna Dan Star, we're gonna. I'm just doing. He's doing stick an with over me, man. Well, then the, we gotta go back. Yeah, we're wow. gonna go back. I know. Then I already said this whole thing, and then he's saying it we're again. We're gonna let Aaron do his thing. The whole thing on Sunday, dancing all day again. Then went back home, slept for a little while, got up in the morning, slept cleaned the whole own. house, slept, boned out, drove again. We leave from a pretty Ventura clean house. to L.A. Went and saw Sydney and the baby again, and Ooh. Adam. Then drove to and the airport. And, and my sister. Yeah, and, and my sister. And your sister. Then got back on an airplane. It was a brother and sister <laughs> weekend. It was. it was cute. Me and Wait, Apple were brother skipped, and sister too. I skipped, skipped a shuttle lot. bus. Uh-huh. Another mm-hmm. shuttle bus. Another airplane. Landed another in San Francisco. Bus. Sat there. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot flew from that. San Francisco to Portland. Another shuttle bus. And Knocko Bear was on our flight. Yeah. From Medicine of the People. Apple Shout missed, out. missed the freeway. Didn't know what he was doing. Just drove on. I was going to go to Ikea at midnight, but I <laughs> can't go happen. to Ikea. Well, I mean, Cascade Station. Yeah. <laughs> Finally made it home last night at what was it, like midnight. 1, 11.30? No, yeah, it was midnight. We left the airport at 11.30. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was like Yeah, midnight. we got home at like a little after midnight, and yeah. then we went to sleep around 1.30, 2 o'clock. And got up this morning. At and, 11. And I have to I say that I am feeling the effects of the weekend overindulgence. Yeah. And partying too hard. I happen to not overindulge. I was very huh. sensible, like that eight thirty, you know, go to sleep on Friday night, and I feel fucking great. Actually, I feel alert. That's how, I, I feel, feel like clear headed. Indulge just yes. right. <laughs> I don't want too much. This is too saw, just yeah. enough. Yeah, <laughs> indulge just right. It was I'm, just I'm right. That, I'm that one bear that like. Has like honey all over him. You ate <laughs> all the porridge. You ate all the porridge. The yeah, shitty porridge. Like, the good porridge. Uh, and like his hair is kind of matted. Mm-hmm. And one tooth is loose and one eye's going that way and the other's going that way. That's how I feel today. See, my yeah. brain's just dripping out of my ears. That's all. Yeah, Ryder looks like an empty uh-huh. hollow bell right now. I'm pretty much that. <laughs> yeah. So the moral to the story is what We're a long, tired. strange yeah. trip this was it was what's crazy, funny man. is if we all told a, a difference like the same 
story but different perspectives they'd think we were in four different places we were in four we different, were different places, places. Yeah, yeah there's four yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to different places uh-huh. we throughout really did. the festival so let's let's do this what was the highlight of the festival for you apple the the highlight like i keep going back to the bands or Okay, the highlight to me was was uh, after all said and done was meeting Dennis and our interaction with Dennis, him making this happen, us interviewing him. He is so humble and gracious for being such an intricate part of the Grateful Dead family, being in it since what seventy two. He like knew the his first concert and has been in it ever since. But there's and nothing like it, being accepted by the biographer of yeah. the Grateful Dead to And you you'll hear that in the interview this. with him, but that, that and then the overall it's hard to put any one thing ahead of another. It was just the entire weekend. Everybody like I said this morning, everybody there received there it was all about family, brother, sister, yeah. family. There yep. were so many kids. Aww, I had not felt an cute. environment like that since 95 going to see the Grateful Dead when Jerry was still alive. And that is there, that feeling. Everybody was there. It was just so incredible to see the family. I think everybody got healing out of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Everybody there, including the bands. I mean, just everyone, everything. What about you, Ryder? I've said it several times throughout the weekend. Hands down, my favorite part was there was about a, I'd say a two to three hour span of time where... Um, well, basically, from when I was coming up, allegedly I took acid. Allegedly. Allegedly. And me and Apple, like, went away from the crowd and stood up on the on the bleachers that overlooked the whole situation going on, the whole shopping, yeah. the, both stages. It was a great spot. And we were just dancing up there, and I Know You Rider came on. That's right... <laughs> Right when I was coming he got up, so and it excited was, it like was he the, does. The first I've <laughs> never I seen I know you writer live before. That was my first one live ever, and it was in this perfect environment. And it was just coming up, and then everyone started coming up to the the bleachers with me and Apple and hanging out. We got our whole crew. The Higgs started coming up one by one. Um, Alpine Camp. Alpine Camp yeah, came up. Chris and Joel up. were up there hanging um, out. Claire came up and hung mm-hmm. out. And then, like, as people started to... Dale Drelling. Dale Drelling came up. And then as people started to, like, dissipate and go off and do their own thing, I was like, I'm going to the beach. I want to go to the beach. So I went off by myself to the beach. And that was a beautiful, magical thing. I hung out, like, in this cool like outcropping where the waves were coming at me from two sides <laughs> and just sat there spot. and breathed with the ocean and moved on the waves it was fucking and can amazing. we mention the tarot cards that we all pulled before the day oh, started I pulled because the, they played a huge what'd part you, what'd you pull Ryder? I pulled the uh, Hierophant oh shit and I met my hire. So one of the things that it said in the card was get ready to welcome your new teacher. Uh-huh. And Ryder came talking about how he met his teacher. Yeah. my From beyond. Spiritual te- Like, it was a physical presence that I could feel the whole night. Like, in the same spot even. Like, behind me and to the right just my right hand man <laughs> it was that's so cool. really that's so, fucking cool that's so rad the whole night and I was sitting out there 
alone on the beach, no one in sight. But you weren't alone. And I was not alone, and it, it was just... Yeah. I'm still unpacking. It was... What about you? It was no. magical. Wait, hold the Back up one second, because when he mentioned another highlighted thing that was not really part You're of the festival. You're not allowed to go back. He can go back. He can There's go back. So I haven't started my highlights. I'm going to tell my card, so because then you two are going to take over in 45 I, minutes I later. I got nothing we'll, to say. Oh, no. Listen. So, I know Aaron I always wants to go last, so he can make it last. huge from all of us, especially me and Ryder, the night with Claire. Yes. Claire, you're amazing, Earth Mama, and thank from Ravens you Reels so much. From Crash Claire, it's so from cool herself. to meet you in person. <laughs> all of us be able to hug you. Uh, you're like a healing mama to me and Ryder, and, and, and it was so great to meet you. To and then last thing, I drew and I danced with the entire weekend the Princess of Wands. And it was exactly. I told Mel I didn't want to know. I was like, "Don't I don't know tarot cards as well as everybody here." I, and I was like, "I don't want to hear what it means until after the festival." And that's what. And then she read it to me when we were getting in the car, getting ready to head back to L.A. And it was spot on everything that happened. Then I didn't want to know because I didn't want expectations. Losing his fear I and did, his inhibitions and yeah, embracing. Getting my groove back, dancing in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse's pointing to his pants because <laughs> yeah. And anybody who saw yeah. those pictures, oh my god, pants. those pants—they were magic pants. They were they're magic. Like, yeah, I want to wear them all the time, every day. I would have worn them today, but it's. We're back home, and it's pretty chilly out. <laughs> and also, okay. you wore them for three days in a row in a music festival. I did. I didn't take them off. Okay. <laughs> Maybe smelling funky about this time. Smell like balls. <laughs> so anyway, that's now it's Mel. Do Mel, your turn, Mel. baby. Mel, do you have anything um, to say? It was... I had a lot of really amazing moments, but the the whole healing part for me was well. What was what card did you pick, Mel? My card was the princess, or I'm sorry, the Queen of Cups, and I was the Queen of Cups all night. I had Word. water for anybody and everybody who asked for it, and in a literal sense, I was the Queen of Cups. But it's um, about motherhood and. Um, caring for emotions and healing and all of these amazing properties and doing a treatment on Joel um, in the middle of my peaking and my from my alleged dose um, listening all, all, to Zach all, Nugent. All the drug use that we talk about on the show is for dramatic purposes only. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Okay. But so Zach Nugent was there doing his freaking disco thing and it was pretty incredible to be using my gifts under those conditions to a musician everything it was a culmination of me saying everything that I've been wanting to do and I was actually doing it at that exact moment I looked over and I've got all these amazing guys we had John at one point John Lavero we had Apple Ryder, Aaron, Jesse. Chris from Alpine, Jesse showed up, David showed up, and I just looked around, and, and then Claire was also with us. She was the only other woman that kind of hang and chilled with us, but I looked around, and I saw all these amazing, cool men that have these talents and amazing gifts, and here I am at the center of them, chilling and just feeling like the like the queen of the fucking world it was amazing dancing with everybody 
yeah, the Queen of Cups. And every time somebody new would come up, it was like another welcoming like a, another a, member. The party restarting right? the every party time. The party restarted. And so it's I like was amoeba. Usually mm-hmm. for me, like I'm always like, I want to dance. I want to shake it out. I had a whole different aspect. I was up in the bleachers, like you were ca- all over. I was all over. Mm-hmm. My, like, my my favorite second, like if there's a like one A and this is my one B. There was three days of partying. You can have was more than one favorite. Running with Raphael, Raphael. through yeah, the crowd like a fucking goat. Remember Jesse when we were doing it at, at the, the gorge? gorge? Well, me and Raphael did that, and we were in people like in their camp in their shit running around and he was like trying to stop me he's like like he forgot something or something feels like no you can't you can never stop you have to keep going and we're like fucking bull like beelining through everybody and he looked at me at the end when we finally got up to the top of the stairs he's like I've never had so much fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, try to keep up with Melanie for a night. Oh, and she went. They buddy. were. It was like running when uh, when we he looked down and saw buddy, you. You were man. a trail, like a like a dragon. And both of you going through. Listening to through. what? What was that guy? The story time. Listening Big to Steve. to Big Steve <laughs> while I did a little adjustment on Raphael side stage was just nothing short of magic so i think maybe just my interaction with our family that weekend was my favorite yeah and the meeting, capital. O- meeting o'teal wasn't a bad thing either <laughs> no, no no slouch <laughs> uh, um well first of all i gotta say dennis oh mcnally God, and chris dennis. thank you and susanna and susanna thank you guys so much for being so gracious with us and for allowing this family to come in and document what was going on and for trusting us and for taking us in the way you guys did it was a a really magical experience for me in just personally um, of being a Grateful Dead fan for 30 whatever years and then being accepted by that thing and being brought into Mm -hmm. it like that was really special and it means a lot and it's a moment in my life that I'll cherish and never forget for the rest of my life that was it was huge but um yeah so thanks thanks for that you guys and uh, we're ready to do it again do it bigger next year so and again I don't know and how again. soon I'm ready to do it again. I said next year okay yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'm I with you Ryder definitely <laughs> we realize we will have a vending spot we need yeah, a vending we, spot oh, yeah. we, that's we, it yeah you from know, now on it was like just... it was the reconnaissance mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point and like it was for High Sierra too but I think for me there's there's a couple highlights first is finally getting to look O'Teal in the eye mm. and, and give him a hug and yeah. tell him thanks so and yeah. hang out with him for 10 minutes like that was wow mm-hmm. that was super cool but just the feeling of family there and that connection with everybody and getting to meet the people that Aww. hear our voices every yeah. week and having them come up and say thanks and getting to give those people a hug and feel the the realness of what we do because we're insulated yeah we're here on the porch and then we just put it out into the world and yep. we receive these little emails and voicemails now and then and that's our feedback 
but to see a living person standing in front look of you and look eyes. them in the eye yeah. and see the effect that you've had on each other and to feel that thing as a community and to see that like not only is No Simple Road part of the Grateful Dead community but that that thing is huge and it's growing and there's connections being made outside of us independent of us people are meeting and hooking up and mm -hmm. doing things with each other and it's just really it's mind-blowing yeah. it really is it was a huge reality check that was surreal yeah. and beautiful and then uh i think like my biggest takeaway from the weekend it has to do with how i'm feeling right now like that um price that you pay for going deep you've got to be okay with it you can't you can't expect to do that like What's that? that do what like what take a bunch of fucking drugs allegedly allegedly and and expect that there's going to be no repercussion and then when the repercussion comes be surprised in yourself and I used would do that in the past like why am I feeling like this I it's so weird I only ate four hits ecstasy this weekend allegedly, allegedly. and <laughs> you know what I, it's okay it's okay like I consciously went into it knowing what I was doing and I had a blast and hanging out with John and hanging out with Jesse and it was the first time in a real in years 20 or more years that I've ran around a festival high out of my mind by myself yeah and, I, and I think we all appreciated being alone mm -hmm. and gone and night, gone going nights. down to the floor and like finding my own spot and talking to people and having people come up to me and say thank you and saying thank you to mm. other people and and yeah. finding where it felt good and just roaming around looking in the in the vending booths and buying Alex a patch while I was tripping my brain out and like just all of that was it was such a unique experience at this festival it was different than any other festival I've ever Absolutely. been to because there we was were part there, of it there was, well not just that but there was not casual fans at this thing this was down home died in the wool deep Grateful Dead family at yes. this thing from the minute you got onto the festival ground you could feel that Grateful Dead energy that peculiar particular thing and it was different it's different than Dead and Company it's different than a fish show it's different than anything I've ever been to other than camping at Cal Expo in 1990 you know like it was exactly that feeling and the faces and the smiles and all of it it was just it was incredible so it was worth feeling scooped out today well and I'll take it about the scooped out maybe next time I feel scooped out but that's because allegedly I didn't just take acid I also did ecstasy which by the way -wee. <laughs> <laughs> that was a blast but 
next time mm-hmm. maybe we all just do acid because it there really is. I was going to say I feel like an apple. Oh, High five we're from like afar. Ready to go run the fucking <laughs> you feel marathon. Like, fucking like weird, I did it perfect. You know, it's and a, fuck it. I won't say allegedly. I took acid act, yeah. here for the first time in 24 years. Last time I took it was in 1995 at my last dead show at the Silver Bowl in Las Vegas before Jerry died. And after he died, I just never felt it again. I thought it was all gone. And we've seen a lot of shows between then that remind me of the dead that have that kind of feeling around the edge. But this, I mean, really had it. And like Aaron said to me when he saw me halfway through the night, he was like, welcome home. And it was. It was a welcome home and just amazing. It's so cool that all these years later, I don't I can't do math right now, but since 95 to now, 24, 23 years. A little wind. Yep, well, all 24 almost. Yeah. Um, that all these years later that we can all get together like that and that same thing is still going down. And this community is stronger now and bigger now than it was then. And like Mel said, a lot more grown up. Like, it's people know what the fuck they're doing. Well, it, there's there's not like, a I mean, there is flailers out there, but not a lot. You know, well, people well, have their shit together. In there's a, lot of a ways. different like I felt like, you know, you always have to think about it. What perspective you were coming from, because. I got hit in the head, remember, with my fucking hat and yeah, my pin so from somebody you who clearly was not mature or she, she was doing whatever she was doing. Maybe did a little too much too fast. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe had too much too fast. And so Wasn't she hurt me, which I was shit. just fucking standing there. But anyway, that being said, we have everything going on at that festival. We have old timers. We have new timers. We have medium Master timers. Roshi. We had everybody there. Yes. And the fact that we can all be there and have that clean of a good time. There was not one. There wasn't riffraff. There was anything. Well, there was police, but they were that, sweet and helpful. Security and was so bored like, they were eating ice cream. I was just yeah. one of the best things Dennis said. He go. He goes. What you really want is a festival yeah. for the cops and security to be bored. Yeah, and, and they that's were. What they were walking around just. And I, I do want to say another thing that really affected me personally was meeting um, a gentleman, a vendor named Kurt from yes. Lobos del Mar. He was in the vending spot, and he we met him right away. That's Ryder where I got and I my did. Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where <laughs> Apple got his magic pants. magic pants. He, this guy is magic, and and he talked about Guatemala and put Guatemala on the map for me, and his sincerity in what he does and his like people are always like about trying to be conscious right where does this come from and and recycle any recycling and like trying to have less waste and paying attention to what you use and eat and this gentleman was so non-preachy and just very matter of fact and he was really just giving you the facts giving about you the, the stuff fucking that he loves. The facts, man. that's it he was telling us his story and it just opened my heart in such a way and i was not high at all mm-hmm. didn't even have weed by at that point nope. nothing it was just a frank <laughs> yeah, we conversation fresh, we fresh to the festival yeah frank conversation fresh, from this fresh, awesome fresh dude so we ended up spending a couple hundred between all of us there at least Allegedly. and i'm happy oh. to <laughs> have supported him and I can't wait to go to Guatemala because of him. Yeah. So thank you, Kurt. Yeah. And we never uh, got I to interview him because we were... I a road trip going down there, no simple Literally. road to go see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, For sure. And just so you guys know out there, like, 
the whole time we were there, I had the portable recorder Can with I us. Can I do that? Also, yeah, yeah I'm going to give out the people the address well, hang on, hang of on, Kurt's... Hang on. Yeah. I had the portable recorder with us, and we recorded... Lots of stuff. Almost the whole week, and I got so much music for you guys that's going to come out. I'm going to post it free on our Patreon for you guys, so you guys can just go to the Patreon, and um, you don't have to be a Chandonator, and you can just go on there and listen to the music. Um, but the whole experience was recorded from beginning to end, from getting in the car to go to the airport, all the way to coming home. And Look, this, if you guys can hang, that if long. you guys can hang that long, <laughs> we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be it, after it breaks this, down so. a few times. Yeah, sure. well, of course it does. Well, yeah, we, we broke down a few not, times. It's not yeah. twenty. Yeah, yeah, we did. Let me, did we cry? Let me shut up, we? dude. I cried so hard with that guy on Sunday. I I was crying during Otil and Friends. And oh, I yeah, turned I around, cry. and this brother was bawling. And Wait we looked at each other and just walked over and hugged each other like... What's that song? Fr- Jerry's Middle Finger sang it, right? I, I don't know. Can I? And I don't know. That, I want to shout out Lobos Del Mar before we forget okay. about yeah, it Yeah, yeah, do it. So go to lobosdelmar.com, L-O-B-O-S-D-E-L-M-A-R.com. They sell all their merch online. You can buy it wherever. All right, check them out at Lobos Del Mar, Lobos underscore Del underscore Mar at on Instagram. So go check them out, please. Check them out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People. On hey, the yeah. Look at that. We're That's using technology right. to our advantage. Yeah, Camera. yeah. All right. Oh my god. We there's gonna be a lot of interviews that came oh. out of this. Oh, yeah. Another really cool thing Maybe. that happened was a. Uh, Trippy Hollow? Trip, Trippers Hollow. Trippers at Hollow. Trippers Hollow Trippers on Instagram. Hollow. Check it out. What's that? We interviewed Department. Oh, I didn't get to do that. that it, you came over for a it second. It was oh, okay. one of my favorite conversations I've had. He said so many things that I tell you all the time. All the fucking time. <laughs> and I just... Sometimes I'm... Why do I talk? <laughs> that I really like. He was saying shit, and I just was like, "Like hmm. what?" We'll listen when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, there was a lot. The whole I'm fucking the interview. Listen. I'm the one that came over there. I came down because the I saw you guys interview. go there, and I came over, and it was it was heavy, and it I was, was having a hard heavy. time. And that the other guy there with his oh boy, my god, with him? his dog, and that whole. So that guy with the dog, he was amazing. Him and his wife were over by the. $15 grilled cheese truck and <laughs> and uh, his wife said to me she's like do you ride a bike and I was like a motorcycle oh, yeah. and she was like no a bicycle and I was like no oh, yeah, why and she's dog. like you have nice legs humans don't typically have nice legs anymore you have nice legs you must exercise and I was like yeah I run and she, she was like I've been going to rainbow gathering since 1971 and I love this community and blah. So her and me and him started talking. And then when we went over and were interviewing department from Trippers Hollow, the husband was sitting there with the dog. That mm-hmm. was him. Mm-hmm. And that was a sweet I know, dog. Right? That dog was a so little <laughs> freaking so leaner dog. The dog has been to so many festivals. <laughs> this is so cute. it was on the guy's, like he had the dog on his shoulder and the dog was like, Kind of falling asleep, out, like, like eyes half masked, chilling stoned. out. And he was like, "Yeah, the dog at festivals is like so relaxed and chill. And as soon as the dog leaves the festivals, it shakes and trips out. But as soon Poor as we get to guy. another music festival or gathering, it chills back out." 
I was like, that sounds like me. <laughs> I, feel I don't was know. The I just, I, it's too much. And he was so <laughs> tight with that dog guy when we were sitting there. And he plays that little game with him. Did you see? He takes his little rawhide, and he and and he would like sneak it from the dog. It was like a whole game. I watched him do it three times, and then he took it and he slowly put it in his pocket. And the dog just sat there looking at him, and then he'd go about his business. And the dog would sneak over by him <laughs> and, fucking, and get a hold of it slowly pull it out of his pocket and he'd act like he wasn't noticing and then he'd snatch it and go away they did it That's like it was so it was such a cute like relationship one of the coolest things i think about all of it just the the community is that at any point during the day you can dance anywhere in the festival grounds yeah. and if you I make eye contact with somebody, it's light shining back at you. Like smile smile and, and that feeling of just acceptance and togetherness and family. Like just completely a hundred percent and that knowing kinda glance that you know, that smile during the song and, and the nod. nod like, there were so many the, just thumbs up. Yeah. It's just, it's a, everyone's that, it's looking that at home. thumbs up. It's like that. It's like, we're home. We made Love. it. I like, remember something that I forgot was my true favorite thing of the festival. Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Softy. Right. First of all, anybody from the East Coast that's about my age, 40, 30s, you know, maybe even sometimes younger because I moved away from the East Coast, but... Mr. Softy was an ice cream truck that was a soft serve ice cream truck and you can get double cones they had dip cones they had sprinkles it was vanilla and chocolate or swirl Oreo and softy swirl they, I think that was definitely new that's not when so I was younger good. but no matter what they had malt whatever and when we walked into the festival grounds and I looked up and I she saw Mr. Softy I was like she, did. she turned into I, like, a six year old girl I, I was shocked <laughs> I stopped in my tracks I couldn't believe what I was seeing because this whole thing for me healed all these childhood traumas that I had no idea that I still had laying around what childhood traumas childhood traumas with my brother my father and Sydney's biological father all those three huge sad male things that happened in my life that I had no idea that I was still even dragging around dragging around it like scooped up everything from the root and that's what I was talking about with the sod when we were talking about Alpine mm. camp I felt like it was like taking it from the earth like getting all all of the gross but last little feelings out and so I had ice cream like a little fucking kid and then I had this dude named Joel like literally and then I had this guy that looked like him like Raphael looked like him and he reminded me of Sydney and like I had such weird connections with my childhood in my 40s that I feel that I'm so glad I didn't overdo it because now I feel like I'm really doing it justice because before I would have this and I wouldn't even talk about it. I just, now I can, I, I'm like able to talk about it because I have words for it before I would keep it inside. And now this is, I really feel like, no, that shit's gone. Like I don't, 
have any of that. You got to have ice cream. You got to do your treatment. You got to dance. You got to go. Like, I got to do everything. I didn't have any restrictions on me, not even childhood trauma restrictions. I felt so liberated. I felt like that kite that was flying over the Higgs when they were performing. That's how I felt this weekend. I mean, I know we glanced over it, but the Higgs fucking destroyed that shit. They uh, killed we, we didn't it. glance yes. over. We just haven't talked about yeah. it yet. A one hour, one <laughs> song set. One song playing was, in the it band. It was the talk of the festival. Everyone yeah. was it, talking everyone about it. Everyone was talking about you, it. How are you, you going to play around. one song? That would have annoyed my sister so bad. <laughs> you, you looked around at the faces and, and everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I had people face. walking up to me going, Wait, who is this? You guys can't see my sister's face, but one of my sister's bugaboo is when a song takes a long time to start. So like long oh, intros shit. before would have been blown up. Before, yeah, before minutes. somebody <laughs> starts singing, so she's impatient. like, Shh, fucking sing the song already. Cook it on with it. So the Higgs doing a one hour would have blew her mind, but in a really good People way. People were coming up to me during <laughs> in the middle of the song, like, who the fuck are these guys? And then like maybe about thirty minutes in, I'm I'm recording the set, right? And I'm dancing, grooving. And I open up my eyes and I look, I turn around and looked at the crowd. And it was like somebody had lit a tinderbox. Everybody was just fucking jamming. I was like, all right, all right, go Higgs. Those guys, man. David that night was on On fuego. Well, okay. We'll we'll talk about all of them individually because it wasn't Jesse or David or John. Jesse it was the Higgs Higgs. Higgs. Jesse that night he turned around at one point and pressed one of his effects (laughs) and came back that moment is literally like a snapshot in my mind like when I saw Jasper being born and I saw his head I can never forget that moment but when Jesse turned around and did that and came back and the sound that came out of those keys, I'll never fucking forget that. Wow. It was, Can't wait for you guys that to it was a, That is a statement. It yeah, was that, yeah. amazing. And then the eye contact between us and John and David and like I turned over and paid attention to David because he was like his base this is how I describe it his base brings me home Melanie home I get all crazy and, and like dude I'm dancing I forget where I'm at and then David is like no remember we're doing this he's reeling you in he is magical on that bass his bass yeah. line is so comforting it's so familiar it's so like you want to jump on that shit and then it, it look, got me I, I we talked about it on one of the recordings when I'm sober I really have a hard time getting the whole body and mm-hmm. mind to all get in sync together and the second he started I was just like oh yep I'm dancing <laughs> <laughs> so then John continuously taking it out into cyberspace and then bringing it back they and melted out the song and in mm-hmm. and out yeah. and repeatedly the whole song they for melted the song down all to while like Garrett one is note. all easily keeping this fucking beat mm-hmm. the whole like they yeah they outdid themselves with that at at the end of the festival on the last day was O'Teal and Friends and it was O'Teal Melvin Seals John Kay um, Neil Casal Scott Metzger and I I forget who was on drums Apple will find out find out 
Yeah. Uh, wow, man. Like, what a beautiful period at Did the end of a sentence. Did you feel that Egyptian vibe mm-hmm. in the music that O'Teal plays? O'Teal from Egypt? I know that, yeah. but I never really paid attention to it. Or I never noticed how strong it was in his album, yes. Yeah. But like what, playing The Dead, no. And I was like, wow, it, it felt like a, a canoe ride on the Nile River. You know what I mean? Just and, like really wavy. And, and Neil is such a technician at getting that groove and like manipulating it. And just watching him work that thing and seeing what he did with Grateful Dead music. Because CRB, I mean, everybody knows how we feel about CRB, but to see him in that mode was so cool, man. That's like, that's something I want to see more of. Like, as much as possible. And I was. Oh, shout out to Craig Marshall, cute sweetheart. Oh, what? Yes. Craig Marshall was like the biggest teddy sweetest bear. Long, long time. time. Such a big, yeah. I hugged. Just, I tried to hold on as long as I could with him. <laughs> I did. <laughs> he felt like the most comfy, reclining, hug back couch. Like yep. if a couch was hugging you back. It and was you guys got to go. I'm sitting here trying to research, and we're oh. sorry if we leave anybody out, but there was so much that went on. But well, go look at Skull and Roses on Instagram, and there were so many bands. I'm just going it's, through these. Oh, I do want to show. Um, trying to find the info I was looking I, for. I don't want to say it yet. And let's not minimize Melvin Seals. Zach. Okay. Oh no. Okay. What was that? Zach Nugent's Lucky? disco. Na- Zach Nugent's yes. disco dead. Daft Punk. They they and played Pharrell's except, Lucky. And they didn't even they didn't even really play it. They just played like the the, <sighs> the best the, part. Yeah, the best part of it. It got me out of my seat and died. I was You guys were like, it's time to get lucky. Yeah, I, was I was like, like I'm, what? Feeling I'm already lucky. lucky. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? I, I, like <laughs> I didn't know what they were like, talking I about. Just like, what are they doing? <laughs> I just they're ran getting lucky. The whole freaking the whole crowd in and out of the whole crowd and then back up to the seats. So much fun. So I'm. You were the funniest with the stairs again. Ryder, oh, I when love we're, stairs. When we're having fun at a festival. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's a video of that, too, that Kraft Shaman put yeah. up. Ryder <laughs> flying down with his... <laughs> what is that? Really scarf flying up and behind All him. the way it's down like the stairs red as butterfly. fast as he could yep. go. And then down, I'm around the to... corner, and disappears into the tunnel. Fucking... I was going to get water. Yeah, it was that was classic. Stairs are so much fun. Oh man. You don't know either. I don't know either. I thought you knew, Andy. Nope. Sorry, <laughs> you two over here not knowing just things. Just go back and listen to the whole show. Yeah, just, well, well, listen yeah, to the whole show be, because so much you guys the guitar so solos from Jerry's middle finger. That's when I had some childhood trauma shit just gone, and then those two those freaking sweetheart Lisa and Helena belted it out. Church, know, that church? fiddle. Going to church Every, with Melvin Seals on Sunday. Yeah, Reverend Melvin. The brass band. The brass, brass, brass band. Band. I got that for you we guys too. We had freaking New Orleans style brass uh-huh, band. It was so fun. And Saturday, and Stu Allen. And Wait a minute. And Grateful Shred. Get, oh my God, Grateful Shred. Grateful Shred. Just you'll hear that in the interview too. Dennis. They blew Dennis McNally's mind. Their yeah. harmonies, the three of them, mm-hmm. and it's they're they're amazing. You'll hear what he says in the interviews, and same what he says with the Higgs and another know. another highlight of the festival was peaking with John Lavero on the floor of the festival watching Big Steve do a prankster rap under the stars 
with drones flying around and bats. It looked like it, is, it looked like we were in outer space. I was at the beach it at was, the time. I don't regret the decision, but we were listening back to it, and it is not not for nothing a fucking cool story. Like it was, it's trippy, and the whole thing is cool. But also, it's one of the coolest stories. Planting a flag on the pyramid, trying to record inside in the, the pyramid, but it won't let you. It the the, the, the it pyramid won't, won't allow you to record inside of it. It was just crazy. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows why? It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So there was a lot of highlights. The whole festival a was a big highlight. <laughs> so I know, I know that when you're looking at this on on your podcast app, that it's probably going to show like four hours, of some five or whatever, however long this episode is. If you can do the whole thing, do the whole thing, man. You know, but but if not, get through the whole thing because it's all worth it. Yeah, it, that it, is true. It, take it in bites if you have to. And honestly, you could People even like, like to, gorge on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you could even like skip to the to move to any part. No, that's why we're gonna put the music on separate because right. it's too much. Yeah. yeah, you guys, <laughs> I can't leave Rafi out. Oh no. my! I know. No. Interviewing Rafael. Can I Salazar. suggest something that we do? What? Both with Rafael and the Alpine Camp. We need to have them on after about their our experience at the show okay. together. together. Yes. Because both of these interviews that you're going to hear with Raphael and Alpine Camp, Joel and Chris, are before we went to the festival and all hung out the same night together. Yep. So they have another perspective of their interaction with us and what happened on their night. So I really want to yeah, hear what happened. Cool. Something just occurred to me. What? And... All right. So we went and did this and we're busy as, as a show. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a lot going on. Like, no, seriously. On, on Thursday, we're going to see Andy Frasco. And I'm still trying he's, to. He's coming my, over here. I don't, we don't know if that's. Maybe. Good, maybe. Wait. What? Um, so anyway, so and then we got the gorge coming yet. up. We met the guys from Paracosmic. They're coming on the show. We're trying to book. We got J Rad coming up. J Rad's coming, coming up. up. We got Sago. We got, we got all this, <laughs> all this stuff. Plus, there's interviews that are starting. Instead of us going and getting artists, artists are starting to come to us to do stuff, and we're booking out fast. And yeah, and it's awesome. This is like exactly the plan how it was supposed to be from the very beginning. I'm please don't take this as me complaining. I'm not complaining. But it's really hard to do all this and maintain a day job. It's super tough. We're getting close. We're at a, we're at a crossroads. We're getting close to the <laughs> we're point. We're coming up to a crossroads where I'm going to have to make a decision. Ooh, soon. Get, like I feel it. It's it's dead like bo- dead bootleg uh, shout out Dane. Yeah, Dane. Uh, it's Shout coming out. close. <laughs> like I, I can pull this off for a little while longer, but it's at the point now where it, I'm gonna maybe have to start turning shit down. Well, we are to have to fucking go to work. No matter what, we're gonna have to do that because simply we don't have enough time. And because I'm it, not having that. I didn't work. Well, I didn't start this and and get where we're at right now to have to start saying no to shit because I have to go somewhere else. Well, I mean, the thing is, is you're not a one-man show. Yeah, we're almost there. Like there's there's no we're declaration there. that needs it's to be gonna, made. It's so 
or the precipice. I'm asking you guys almost out there. I need, I need your help. We need your help to make this happen. I'm. We need your help to make this happen, even more than we're already getting. Because this is a community thing. This isn't about just us doing it. This is about all of us doing it together. So, however that looks, I don't know if it's Patreon. I don't know if it's you donating money for one time. You know, can I suggest something? Whatever the thing is, we need your help to get to help us get to be able to do this shit. All of it. John B just sent in ideas today. Like people are helping us get guests. All that stuff is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But on top of that. We need financial assistance to help us continue to do the show and to give us the freedom to get to do all the things that we want to bring you guys. So we need your help. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yep. In, the, in the way of uh, we're open, everybody, I think everybody there now, now knows No Simple Road and all of us are very open to anything, to idea and input, to reaching out to us, to fucking voicemails, yep. to emails, yeah. to DMs, to everything, open to new sponsors. Anybody Send us a carrier this, pigeon. You got ideas and stuff? You got anything you want to jump in with us and do? I know we're going to be doing shit with Dead Bootleg. Yeah. As we meet these people, it just keeps getting more and more and more. And come on, join in. Yep. Join in. We and we really have. It was really awesome getting um, Ruben's art, his little stickers, and hugging and dancing, you know, with him. And I don't know who it was. Rubenowski. Yeah, Rubenowski. Yeah. But I don't know who else it was. But we were dancing, and it was the Mardi man. Gras day. What an awesome and dude. He tapped my shoulder and like I turned around and he was like, I just want he had these beads. He's like, I just wanted to give you these beads and say thank you for what you do. I, I already gave he's like, I already gave Aaron a hug and told him yesterday how much I appreciate what he does. But I just want to do the same for you. And I don't know who you are. So, you know who you are. So tell me who you are. <laughs> um, but that was fucking rad. And it. I just remember closing my eyes after that and dancing and just feeling like that inner hug from somebody who just warmed your heart. And I appreciate that. And that's what I felt from. I felt that from Raphael. I, I felt got, I got off track. About I was, Raphael. I was talking about Rafi. And, okay. And well, there's a good segue. Because, but thank you for the beads. Thank you for the acknowledgement. Thank you for the hug. We always say, come give us a hug. Yes. And you did. We got a lot of I hugs. Fucking, I so hate, thank you. I hated when... I used to listen to Howard Stern all the time, and he would do that, and it would what? drive me out of my mind. He would be like, oh, yeah, I have to tell you guys about such and such, and then he would start talking about something else, and I'm waiting for him to talk about such and such, and I, you know, whatever. Anyway. It's what such and such. Rafael Salazar reached Aww. out to the show and had a really amazing story to tell, and we met him at Skull and Roses and went out into the parking lot and did an interview with him, and... uh it was the weirdest, coolest thing for me. This guy, as he's talking, is telling my story that happened to him. It was so similar and so weird. And the way he felt to me was like if I could go back in time and hang out with myself at 18 years old. The way I felt, like in the heart. It was so trippy and weird and like time travely yeah. thing. And just the look in his eyes and the way that like mm. halfway through the interview, he had to stop. We had to stop. And he was starting to break down. 
and Thank I you. know that like where exactly where he was at and it was so cool and then this morning it was cool to be there with him and for him during that specific time that that was going he's telling us his story and like I said earlier he reminded me somehow of Sydney and somehow of you and like just all these different people he represented and so for me to be there I felt motherly to him like and so for him to be me to be there for him during that time when he was talking about that was it was like me being there for Sydney and Simon for something important yeah it felt amazing and then and then I found out he he texted me this morning and we're both Sagittarius and is he Sagittarius oh my god similarities just keep on rolling I can't even with these Sagittariuses in my life (laughs) so I I hope you guys have as much fun listening to this as we did making it for you because he's he's a special dude yeah he he, yeah he is great addition to this you know what this would be a cool episode if you're going to a festival you're driving somewhere put this put it on play when you start after you pack everything into your car and you're gonna leave for your festival turn it on and when you stop for gas stop it turn it back on and listen to it for the whole trip and you'll fucking love it you'll not regret it it'll be super fun and you can be on the road with us on no simple road yeah there you go there's my recommendation let's let's not forget to shout out Paracosmic oh yeah and Ashton that's another Mm -hmm. little sweetheart that um, Raphael had with him was Ashton yeah that's a brother right like I don't, I don't, and then meeting his girlfriend, or I'm not sure if it was his wife or his girlfriend, but she was beautiful and sweet. And, and we're gonna get them on the show. I just, I just talked to own. him this morning, and uh, Hell yeah. we're gonna, they're scheduling an interview uh, with us. And meeting um, Claire's friends, the Claire's camp. Claire's camp was down Claire's, home. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were awesome. Jason and then and his wife. I don't remember. There was so many. Yeah, names. there was so, so many, many names. That we forget her, your names. We know who you are. So, oh. so me okay, and my okay. empty head are gonna Hunter and the Dirty Jacks. Hunter, yes, Hunter and the Dirty Jacks. Can't forget that. And get them one, on. at the Higgs, the one guy that came up, he was one of the first ones to come up to us when we got there. Larry, is all I remember. That was dancing yes. up in front of us. Came and gave us all hugs. Was dancing Larry, with us for a up, while at the Higgs. Up at the, by the, um, he was at the very front of the stage at the Higgs. And he what, talked to us on the. Um, on the bleachers, remember? Did he? Okay. Yep. Like I said, there's a lot that happened. There was a lot and that then, happened. And then to Laura and her crew yep. that we met, their whole yep. crew she brought a portable dance floor with uh, us. There was oh, a Jimmy. There was a Jimmy. Yeah, another Aaron. There. there was all. I think a Tom. All right. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, and the, Thomas. 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 Fucking got long <laughs> haul deadhead <laughs> trucker with dreads. You guys will hear this one. This was so. This interview was like. After Saturday night, totally spun, walking to go drive home. I had nothing else that and night. And I was we were completely done. out of my mind, and we interviewed this truck driver. Ryder was leaning against his well, car out like, by ours. He, also, this guy gets out of a bigger truck over behind it, which wasn't his. It was another trucker. And he comes over and jokingly looks at Ryder. He's like, hey, man, get off my fucking car. 
You know, like people do the and joke, was, the I joking beef we like, create oh, oh, at yeah. those situations. Have fun. And then Aaron, we started talking to him, and Aaron was, once we heard a little bit of a story, Aaron was like, wait, hold on, bro. Can we record this? And pretty fascinating to hear a Grateful Dead did, long haul We did man on the street story. interviews in a Grateful Dead parking lot. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny as shit, dude. Oh. We had fun. <sighs> we right. captured a lot. So, the best part of the whole entire trip was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, he if we're talking about the whole trip, he is Gima, so of course, amazing. Co- he is amazing. He is amazing. He's no, there's no amazing. denial. I got, I got a lot of awesome Simon, pictures. Simon, I mean, Simon. Well, Simon, too. Like, Simon had a great time spending time with his big sister. And, and his nephew. And his nephew. And his brother-in-law. And his rock star, you know, uh-huh. brother-in-law's friends. And it was great. But that baby, he's got special powers. He does. And... I can't wait for everybody to see him in May in his Lululemon campaign with his mommy, and wow. that's all I'm going to say about Yay. that. He's so got a couple. He he's got a couple projects coming out, so you guys better baby <laughs> at baby critic he's at baby he's critic. Booking up. He's booking up. <laughs> he you is know, booking up, saying. and he only works in 30 minute increments, so you get what right. you get. Mm-hmm. So next, <laughs> next on the agenda is Andy Frasco this Thursday, oh, and then Andy. we got a little bit of a break, and then J Rad and the Gorge. So if you're planning on heading to the Gorge, we are going to have a few campsites there that you are welcome to come hang out with us and camp, mm-hmm. uh, be with the family, and let's do it again. Yes. Let's do this shit again. Let's keep the train mm-hmm. rolling. And, and, and I've got a special announcement. Just Everybody's been hearing this, but now it's getting closer. Everything's right around the corner. May 26th oh, yes. is my birthday. Oh, yeah, May it's my 50th. Yay, Apple, five zero on this crazy hell yeah fucking globe. So and come spend it with us. So if you are in the Portland area, or happen to be coming through on May twenty sixth that night. Sago is hell playing, yeah. playing here Sago. in Portland at Sago li- sucks. It's called the Liquor Store, <laughs> and if you're up here, please come. And yeah. their new album just us. just came out. It's on Sago Apple, Sucks. Apple Music and everywhere that music yep. streams. It's Vinyl, called Sago Sucks. The thing. They're and amazing. Sucks look, look at Darwin, so how cute he looks. You will just fucking love it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go have a day, and yeah. we're gonna relax. And again, guys, we need your help. Thanks I, for coming on this journey with us. guys. I need your help. Apple needs your help. Mel needs your help. Ryder needs your help. Alex needs your help. Darwin needs your help. Jesse needs your help. Jesse we do. needs your help. Jesse's needs your help helping us. Jesse's so helping It's been right a pleasure now. having yeah, Jesse on. Hit up this morning. The, the only reason you're able to do this right now is half because of Alex and half because of Jesse. So thank you guys. Yep, hit yep. up the Patreon <laughs> or hit up the the PayPal or whatever. Do your thing and hit help up us your out. email. Give us and some laugh. good ideas. Let's do it. Plug together us into laugh. the social pipeline. Last but not least, <laughs> who is it that we wanted to thank so much for making all this happen? Dennis. Dennis, Dennis McNally. McNally. Thank you so thank much, you Dennis. Thank you so much for everything. Love you guys. The biggest fucking hug and for bringing us in, man. So Love enjoy you. the cacophony of craziness that you're about to dive yourself into after already an hour of us babbling. Enjoy yeah. and. Hours more of insanity. <laughs> the build up for the build up. <laughs> so, without further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you some strange shit at Skull and, Skull and Roses. Skull and Roses report. Baby. Just kidding. One second before we get there. Um, so, so, 
This is Aaron. Obviously, I'm out here by myself um, putting together the episode for you guys. And I've gone through all of the content that we gathered while we were at Skull and Roses. And I just wanted to take a second to kind of put you in the in the right mindset, mind frame. Is that a word? Anyway, the right mindset to listen to this. So we are taking you through the experience of being at this festival. Think of this episode as an audio documentary um, of the experience of what it's like to be at the festival with us, with everything going on. There's a lot of parts of this that are not uh, linear (laughs) or coherent in a lot of ways, but if you look at it as a whole, it's a really beautiful picture of what the experience is like to be at this festival, at this particular festival. Um, I, in listening to the pieces, uh, all disparate and broken apart, I, uh, this picture formed in my head of what I wanted it to be. So what is to follow is our journey to Skull and Roses and what happened while we were there and um, with a lot of music and fun and a really good trip in the middle and a lot of time spent with friends and family and they are really one in the same. So basically what I'm trying to say is as you listen to this episode, this is not a typical uh, interview where there's a person sitting there and we ask questions and then we have a conversation. This is you guys coming to this thing with us. So I know you're going to dig it. Just sit back, relax, let it happen. Be a participant, not a spectator and go with us to Skull and Roses. So here we go, guys. Enjoy the ride. Hey, no, no simple road family. So this is the beginning of the adventure this is the... Oh, it's not the beginning. The calm before... This is the beginning of their adventure with us. It's the calm before the storm. Kind of... We're all a little sleepy. I'm not. A little, little, yeah. little sleepy. Driving. Uh, but looking forward to a super fun weekend of music and hanging out with family and more music and shakedown and all the stuff that we've been talking about I'm I think out of everything that's going to happen this weekend I think I'm most excited just to meet everybody what about you Mel what I'm most excited about yeah I'm most excited about I don't know it's just hard to say being being in the environment that we're going to be in and like I feel like this is like a first time like I've not after talking to um Jerry's middle finger and them saying like it's as much of a dead show as they've ever been to I can't remember who said that but like I want to see what that's like you know what I mean like I've always been to stuff that wasn't you know it's a J-Rad or Further or Rad Dog or Dead and Company but to have a whole festival to kind of see what it's about like give it a open chance so that's 
Wow, that's cool. That's that's a trip that, like, Jerry died, what, 95, right? And all these years later, we could still go to a three-day festival that has that energy of that thing still in it. I think that just proves that it wasn't him because he came and went and now is I don't I mean replace not like replace like he's replaced but like he's a you know another front person all the other guys are still here well not all of them they've been kind of replaced and morphed into something else too so like it wasn't just Jerry it was what they all did together yeah definitely definitely I think it's just really cool that it's still going on and it's fresh and new and different even now and somebody that is hasn't ever been to that back in the 80s and 90s or 70s has the ability to go experience that now in 2019 like that's saying a lot about what the thing is and the the longevity of it like it's also matured too I think it's definitely matured from what it used to be because now back then it was like brand new like in the 70s it was new and it was the first time head to the 80s it was still new because they were coming out with different music and stuff like that in the 90s like that's when it started to get more rote you know not rote like it was still I'm sure awesome but like it wasn't brand new anymore it'd been around for 20 years by that point or you know and so now it's mature and it's got like you know like when you become an adult and you know how to wear your hair and you know the when to go to sleep and what kind of food to eat that wasn't won't make your stomach upset like it's a more mature thing and it's kind of cool from my perspective not going back then to see what this is now like this is my experience and so that's you're meeting the grandparent and not the teenager which is cool because I'm a grandma and I want to meet another grandma and jump on her grandma bandwagon so I'm and honestly I really am stoked to see some women belt it out I'm I'm excited to see some women musicians too man yeah and there's gonna be some powerful women there this weekend it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. What do you? What? I was just gonna say. I also like not knowing too much about a festival or a concert before I go. Like not what to expect because then everything really is like a little kid. You're wide-eyed and fresh-faced, you know. Yeah, going without expectation is a big deal, and it's like the yeah, key. We don't, we don't have a whole lot of ex. We don't have a whole lot of expectations. Here, let me see a sec. I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to. I'm super excited. Even though I was born in Southern California down here, I am not a sun person. And it is beautifully overcast today. The clouds look magnificent. It's going to be beautiful down by the beach. I'm looking forward to seeing our boys, the Higgs. I'm looking forward to meeting Craig Marshall from Cubensis. Yeah. Since we had a chance to sit and uh, interview him from our porch. And I'm also looking forward to meeting Jerry's Middle Finger because we've got to talk to the entire band. Can't wait to see O'Teal. I mean, there's just so much, and then so many unexpected. So many bands are going to be playing that I don't even know. I haven't heard. Yeah. It's going to be the first time. A lot of new stuff walking into, and this is, and plus we're just all together this time. We got Ryder with us. Yo, yo. He's here. The only, the only one that's not represented from the pen is Darwin, but he's always here in spirit. <laughs> Darwin. 
I'm definitely most excited to well for the same thing I'm most excited for all of the like big festivals like this like to meet all the the listeners the people out there that have been like talking to us on Instagram and whatnot Delaney and company and oh, oh yeah we're gonna, that's yeah. right yeah we're finally gonna meet Claire in person yep yep uh, um, Laura meeting everyone out there that's gonna be a blast a big old party yes. yeah that's what I'm excited for I <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I I already said what what I'm looking forward to, but well, the whole, and you know, it's nice because this is like a little vacation for us. Like it's been a while since. I mean, yes, it's music, and yes, we're gonna podcast, and yeah, we're gonna do a whole thing. But at the same time, I feel like when we all live together, and not all of us go somewhere together, it's kind of. Um, it's weird. It sucks. Yeah, it, it, like if Ryder has to stay back, or if Apple has to stay back, or whatever, whatever combination has to stay back, it sucks. And so you kind of feel like a part of you is home, but now yeah. everybody's here and Darwin's being taken care yes. of. Oh yeah, we all got to give a big shout out to Alex. Thank yeah, you, Alex. Alex. Thank you, Alex. Alex. <laughs> Alex. Keeping the Chapladay house. Yeah. But yeah, so like now everybody's here, so we can stay up as late as we want we can wake up as late as we want and it feels like a vacation and i i have really needed it and simon's getting a kick-ass time with the adam and sydney were so excited to have simon like sydney you can yeah. see sydney sydney's like we're gonna do this like, and then yeah yeah they're ready for their little thing this is just a, a great la week. experience with his big sister which is so cool yeah and that thing that you said like that this is a vacation for us like not having to rush anywhere, we're doing what we want when we want. Yeah. There's no timetable. Dress any certain and way, we, or we've the, gotten more comfortable. We've gotten more comfortable doing. It's just who we are now. Yeah. I'm so much more comfortable going into anything, going into the unknown. Yes, I remember so walking into High Sierra. How nervous I was to get the tickets and the uh, all the stuff and. I don't... I'm just chill today. I had the best airline experience today that I've had in a really long it was time. Funny. You were just saying and I was just talking shit last night saying how much I hated to fly. And we got to the airport and rolled right through security. There was no line. And the plane was filled with Sorry. adults. <laughs> there wasn't screaming kids. And nobody was hacking and coughing. And yeah, that's what There it was, was a lot of sneezing. <laughs> well, it's allergy season. But it was... And it I was saw chill. The most beautiful sunset or oh sunrise. Gosh. I got all excited with the sun start because I well we took off at five, and then about half with the sun started coming up, and oh my god, I got some amazing pictures. Yeah, this is just like pure goodness just, right now. Yeah, that it's pure goodness. Not having to be anywhere and no agenda. That feels so good. Yeah. So think about that. No pressure. We aren't like all nervous about like having to do a certain thing we've already interviewed most of the like a lot of these not most of them but a good amount of some key players in these bands and so I feel one like a brand new kid but also like I also know the school do you know what I mean like I'm familiar with the surroundings it's like you go to a different high school but you party with all the kids from the other school yeah 
Yeah, it's it's a. And aren't we going to interview somebody? At yeah, the Airbnb. I, that's what I was just. We're on the same page. I was just going to say the only two things that we absolutely have scheduled for the weekend are um, tomorrow morning. The Alpine Camp is coming over to our Airbnb to have coffee and bagels with us. And Rafael Salazar from Delta 89 is going to catch up with us at the festival I to do an interview. To him, to him, uh, I get to talk to him about post-hardcore music. That's going to be fun. That was yeah. my shit back in the day. Right on. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, <laughs> no, we're talk about You're that. not allowed to talk about that, Ryder. Sorry. We we're censoring that you. That be an aside. Yeah. Well, that'll be a mini-sode. Anyway, so... We're, how far are we? We're 59 minutes away from uh, the raceway, Ventura Raceway. Um, We're going to go get our tickets and pick up our stuff and find out where we're supposed to be and all that and hang out for a few and then head over and drop our stuff off at our house that we rented and then head back to see the Higgs and boogie down tonight yeah, so Cubensis the end of the night oh yeah I forgot about that Cubensis is closing out the evening alright so we'll be back in a little while make sure you have your seatbelt on don't distract the driver okay don't do it because bad things can happen hello is this thing on how do you know when it's recording, baby? Is it's recording. Got numbers? It's happening. Oh, let me put the fuzzy hat oh. back on. Oh, wait. Can I park in here? No. Don't go that way. <laughs> don't go that way. Well, that says exit. Yikes. Is it recording? Yeah. No. They need they deserve to hear this. <laughs> My dad did that in his Cadillac. My dad pulled out of the condo he was staying in. It was right there on Spring Mountain in Jones. My dad pulled out, and then he goes, oh, shit, I forgot something. He put it in reverse, backed up over the spikes with all four tires. Popped all four tires. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I could see your dad do Yeah, because he did it quick. He was like, I thought you were going to say, my my dad had a rug in, in the back of his car Look one time. For some reason, we had to go in. Yes, we had to go in the out. into this right here? That is beautiful. Come on. Am I the only one that's paying attention to this site? No. Holy no, no shit! No one listening can hear, can see. Well, right now I can describe it. Yeah. Right, we're gonna park. That's well, we're gonna go through the parking guy, and this guy is rad. And if you are at Skull and Roses, you will know who I'm talking about. If you're parking in the other parking, yet. oh, so her! Hello, <laughs> you're wonderful. You're welcome. <laughs> Where do I go? Wherever you want. Yep, entrance up there. Well, I thought it was a guy from far, and then we Did found out it was a beautiful way? woman we'll with um, like. white hair and a cute little hoodie, and she was a sweetheart. What if I park right? Well, the entrance is here. not close. If you're handicapped. Oh, well, all right. Can't park there. That's why other people didn't do that. <laughs> what if I park over here? Yeah, as long as the you're not in the handicapped spot. We're going to the Derby Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that spot. All right, you guys just parked with the No Simple Road family. Successful, yeah. Yay, us. I've got zip ties and duct tape. Get this guy right here. Gonna tear it up. We're gonna go tear it up. We're 
lose my coffee. <laughs> so did we figure out who's playing?
awesome. You guys are awesome. Speaking of awesome, here's Dennis McNally. They're like making up the media rules, various rules. Yeah. And I'm, um, and I'm looking at them and going, no, 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 this isn't your show. This is my show. Yeah. How can and, they try and dictate to you? Uh, well, because that's in the contracts. In I once what, was, I once, was I once was told. Well, for instance, at Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles, I was told that I could not bring my own photographer on stage without permission. It's like it's our show. It's our show. We signed a contract that permitted that, because that's the way that's the way they write contracts these days. Okay. And the band, you know, it's not when the guy who's booking the show um, is asked, "What are your priorities?" He's get the amount of money I'm ex- expected to get, make sure that they get it. Make sure that the major, uh, you know, technical requirements are fulfilled. Right. Camera policy is not their priority. Yeah, you're not digging it's into the check that. And I had, I mean, I had, you know, we did a tour with Rat Dog and the Omen Brothers, and they had one policy, and we had a different policy, and uh, about cameras, um, and you know, it's just, it, it's a different time. Isn't it funny though, though? But it's important that in here, to the best of our ability. We and it's important to Chris too. Thank God um, that we um, recreate. Uh, you know, we're recreating. Or these bands are recreating music, um, and to the extent possible, it's up to us to recreate a certain ambiance. It's here, which is basically yeah. No, no, no I mean, that's my certainly my sense of this weekend uh, is nothing but uh, the right vibes. I've yet to see overt conflict. I've yet to see a drunk. I've yet, to, you know, no. anything except happy, happy. I was working on my own, um, working on my own prejudices last night because there were these two cops, real cops, who spent the whole night sitting, sitting in this corner. Yeah. And it was like they weren't there to mess with anybody. I walked up to him. They and were, I, I was dancing, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, look at all these crazy hippies. What do you think?" And he was like, "You guys are beautiful." Yeah. No, that was exactly the the vibe I got from them. And they were also mostly flirting with a very pretty uh, woman yeah. uh, security <laughs> officer, uh, which was uh, yeah, fine. Um, uh, wasn't she wasn't offended, um, and um, but it was obvious they they were just bored and hanging out. Their job was to be here. And every once in a while they'd stroll around, but there was absolutely nothing to do. And there's nothing better than out of here. Nope. I, there's nothing better than seeing a cop with nothing to do. Yeah, yes. in an yes. environment where there could be a lot of things to do. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, from you, you have a really singularly unique perspective on all of this because you've slightly redundant. <laughs> <laughs> every viewpoint is unique. Right, but you particularly, you have been inside of that thing. Well, I'm a a, a, a singularly experienced viewpoint anyway. Okay, there it is. Thank you, yeah. (laughs) I've got got some experience, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to see something like this going on now, was this even, like, something that you had thought about back in the day? Like, years from now, the music will still be going? I used to say back before Jerry died. I used to say that that uh, I thought that Grateful Dead's version, you know, things like uh, the, the, the tapes, would still be played in a hundred years because it's a very specific kind of unique music. This fusion of rock modalities, which is to say, instruments, amplification, and so forth, song structures, um, 
with real improvisation, I thought that would endure. What I did not foresee was that the community would not only would not only endure but thrive. Uh, there's more deadheads now than there were in 1995. It's crazy. It is way crazy. So and you said continue, but it's still gone on, right? It hasn't stopped and then started again, right? It's no, 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 no. It, it, there might have been a lull here and okay. there, um, particularly when a certain amount of bickering was going on and people were going like, I don't really need to hear this. But what happened in particular was at um, Fairly Well, instead of ending... It might have ended the band as that group of people, um, uh, which is why Dead & Company is going on without everybody. Right. But um, uh, what it did was reignite. And without, I don't even know necessarily consciously, being conscious of it at the time, Deadheads said, um, okay, uh, you guys, you know, as a band can stop, that's, that's okay. But we're not here for the band. We're here for the music. We're going to keep going. And we're, we're not stopping. And it's just a matter of taste who you prefer to hear play it. Um, and, you know, and it, there's, you know, 10 great bands playing Grateful Dead music in every flipping town in America, seemingly. Um, and Chris, way ahead of me, I'm, I'm starting to dimly be aware of this. And then two years ago, Chris called me. Chris Mitrovich is the, the promoter of, um, of uh, Skull and Roses, and he's a real deadhead. So I, I got this phone call from an, an agent buddy that's working with him and, and a friend of mine, and he said, would you be interested in being the publicist? And I said, well, let me talk to the guy, and I, and I talked to the guy, and in five minutes, uh, I realized, A, that he was a deadhead, and that he was not doing this to exploit, but to, to further a community. Hey, you got to keep the gates. And, and he, uh, so I said, okay, fine, I'd be happy to work with you. And what happened was um, he, re- he was the first guy to recognize what had happened, which in terms of making it a business thing, right. um, that it's the music, it's not the band. And although, you got, I mean, you know, you have your, your lesser known bands, um, and then, you know, you have your headliners and... and that's still part of this, you know. Cubensis closes the first night because they're the iconic LA uh, dead band. Right. Um, last night it was Stu, Stu Allen, um, and um, tonight it'll be O'Teal um, after Jerry after um, JGB, and um, you know that's because more people like them than have been introduced to the others. I will add parenthetically that the. Um, single most amazing thing I have heard this weekend and I've heard a lot of really excellent music um, well there's two great stories um, one is this band The Higgs which that's our that's our, our brothers that's oh our, yeah they were friends with those guys well yeah. uh, Chris saw them opening for a, a show or some benefit last fall and he said you gotta be part of this and they went well you know we don't play Grateful Dead music and he said Work it out. Learn a fucking song. You, you play, learn a song. Yeah. And they went, okay, we'll learn one song and play it for an hour, which they did, superbly. Um, that, that lead guitarist, if he's your brother, tell him, Dennis says, well done. Um, He'll hear this. And, and the other um, was a Grateful Shred, which I've oh. heard 
greatly. Um, and what in particular spectacularly impressed me was um, uh, their vocals, which... The harmonies. The best three-part harmony I've heard in a jam band yet, and that, that includes The Grateful Dead, okay? For locked-down crystal harmony. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Isn't it amazing that you have, like you said, this singularly experienced perspective, but you can still be impressed like that. For sure. All these years have gone by, and I mean, you've seen so much shit. Let me, let me tell you a story. Please. I like stories. So the Grateful Dead got invited to sing the national anthem. Yeah, pull up chair. On the national anthem for the Giants. In 1993, they'd almost left town. They'd been, you know, a new ownership group came in and, and bought them and kept them in San Francisco. Uh, they also hired Barry Bonds. And um, and uh, long story short, they agreed. It was the first time. Now, remember, there are two things all bands must do. They must do benefits when they're, when they're young. They do benefits. Grateful they never stopped. And they do the national anthem. It's just one of the ways you get your face around. Grateful Dead never did a national anthem until 1993. They also um, weren't famous for their vocals. Um, and the day before uh, the anthem, um, the uh, one of the crew members took aside one of the. Guys. There were two of us that were deeply involved with this. Uh, one was a guy named Eric Colby, who was uh, the production assistant, and whose wife worked for the Giants. And he passed the message on. And then I became the, the, the road manager for the day. And, um, and uh, one of the crew members looked at Eric and said, they're going to suck tomorrow and it's going to be your fault. What? Because I repeat, well, they A, they were really good vocalists have died and gone to heaven over the national anthem. It's a, it's a rugged song. Right. So... The day before, I tried and tried to get Jerry to schedule a, uh, a rehearsal. And he went, I know the song, man, leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> and I was getting nervous because that's famous last words. Yeah, I got this, bro, don't worry about it. So finally I got smart because, you know, he can tell me to leave him alone, but he can't tell a band member. So I called up, and Vince had done uh, an arrangement. As he put it, straight Sons of the Pioneers. It was like really classic uh, harmony. And so I called up Vince and said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to call Jerry up and I want you to tell him that you're having a panic attack and that if you don't rehearse, you're going to die. Or what's that effect? Right. <laughs> well, you know, once a musician said that to him, they did a two and a half, this is a two and a half minute song. They did a two and a half hour rehearsal. And if you haven't heard it, they came out and they it was flawless. I'll put it, I'll put it at the end of this episode. I recommend, yeah, 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 yeah because it's, it's around. I've seen it. It's, yes. it, was, it was hilarious. And it's the media coverage, it was just, it was great. It was fun. And I was standing there on the field, which for a Giants fan is cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not panicking, but slightly. Well, I'd heard that they'd rehearsed, so I wasn't too worried. And uh, <laughs> we had, because the sound in stadium, especially that one, Candlestick Park, all over the place. bounces all over. It's terrible. 
But what we had was we had in-ear monitors in one ear and the room in the other, which is a way to cope with all that. Right. And they pinned it. It was just flawless. Um, and I'd already had... It was a wonderful day all the way around. I'd watch Willie Mays snoot Jerry, which was... Well, he was legendary for that. He was a cranky guy. Willie, Willie, not Jerry. Jerry loved it. This is the first person that hadn't wanted to meet Jerry Garcia in years. The idea that somebody didn't give up about... Oh, I guess a podcast you, you can curse. Shit. Oh, yeah. That didn't give a shit about him was like... How cool! I mean, that was his basic, wow. re- that was yeah. his reaction. Well, I mean, that reality that he lived in was, was so a tough bubble. odd and hard. Very, very tough bubble. The deification so. is, a, is a nightmare, man. Very bad idea. So anyway, that's my, my wandering long story about... Um, about uh, being wowed. Being wowed by the Grateful Dead. I mean, did you know when you started working with them... Was it like an intuition thing with you? Like, this is something bigger than just music. Oh, hell, I knew that the second concert when I was a deadhead, 1972. So, how, okay, what's your story? How did you come to them? To, to, to put it briefly, um, I, uh, I went to graduate school at UMass Amherst. A guy uh, one night gave me a little shove in the direction of writing a biography of Jack Kerouac as my doctoral dissertation. And he also took me to my first Dead concert. Nice guy. Uh, he was a very nice guy and a very important guy. Late, the late Chris Burns. Um, a, 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 an engineering genius. He ended up being the dean of engineering at Washington University. Not chopped not, liver. Yeah, not too bad. Um, unfortunately, since passed. Um, and um, so by... This is in 72. And by a year or two into my Kerouac book, I knew I wanted to write a Grateful Dead book as a companion two books but at this time there's only like what seven years of Grateful Dead history or eight years right uh, in 74 there's nine okay um, but I knew the connections and I and I intuited that, that Jerry did which is the way it turned out long story short the Kerouac book came out in 79 I sent a copy to Jerry through Grateful Dead the fan mail uh, address so like GDP GDP yeah. uh, box, it was uh, the fan Mailbox, uh, uh, box 1073, San Rafael, California. That's funny, you still remember. Is it still an usable address for that? I think it, I think Eileen still maintains, maintains it. it. I swear. It, I don't know that for a fact. She okay. did for years after the production company shut down. Okay. I don't know if it's still true. That would be awesome. But yeah, but you, so <laughs> knowing Eileen, it probably is true. Aww. You had been to a show. By the time you sent him the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I, my first show was in 72. And then he said 79. And I, sent, yeah. and I sent the book when it was published in 79. So, oh, yeah. By then, I was... I was, I had even met him. I had interviewed him about Neil Cassidy through other connections, uh, which he didn't remember, particularly, um, in 73. Um, and by then, I knew the, 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 I knew about all these connections. Right. That, uh, that, you know, the, there was, the, and that Jerry did too. He had a complete sense of history and that he was part of a historical tradition in America of bohemian values um, and that he had been mentored, um, um, uh, not directly, but metaphorically speaking, through the book uh, by On the Road and Jack Kerouac. It's like a lineage being it's passed It's exactly down, like a lineage. Like a Buddhist lineage. So he, um, he got that. Um, so I... Um, Long story short, in 1980, I wrote an article about them, 
which, um, you know, they did that long run at the Warfield mm-hmm. uh, in the fall of 80. It was sort of a, an oops, excuse me. Um, that all happened because um, in June of 80, um, all the tickets said 15th anniversary show. And uh, nobody bothered to tell the band. Uh, that's because their management had better things to do, like get high. Um, and um, um, so the first day, they played a standard show. And they came off the stage saying, wow, the audience really didn't like it today. Uh, what did we do wrong? And somebody said, well, um, you know, they were expecting something special because it's the 15th anniversary. It's on the tickets. And they went, Really? So the next day they had a slightly special opening and then they went, all right, let's think about this for real. What are we going to do for the 15th anniversary? So they ended up playing, uh, it was originally scheduled for 13 and it turned out to be 15 shows in, in at the Warfield Theater, which wow. had recently become Bill Graham's, uh, the year before it had become Bill Graham's room. Um, two in New Orleans and then eight, I think, at Radio City Music Hall, the last one of which was on Halloween and it featured, um, and this is before cable TV was even all that common. It featured a, an, um, what do you call it? A, 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 but a, a broadcast. Okay. To like theaters. A pay-per-view broadcast. A pay, it was well, except it wasn't pay per view. It was to music theater. You had to pay to get in, but it was theaters up and down the East Coast. This could get a little tough. Okay, let's, let's see what well, happens. Well, you want to wrap it up so that we can at least get this story before they start. Yeah. Uh, so in the process of that, um, Frank and it, because they were doing three sets with the acoustic, they, there was a lot of gap time. So they had their friends, Franken and Davis, write skits to fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. Al Franken. And it was yeah. all centered on Jerry's kids, as in a spoof on Jerry Lewis's telethons. And they'd have a telethon, and um, Jerry's kid, and the idea was that you had to send in money to get this kid a hit of acid and a bus ticket to the next show. <laughs> and they, the, the, um, the, uh, 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 what's the word for when you, uh, the audition was to talk with Jerry for 20 minutes. So I talked with Jerry and I'm very, very carefully and diplomatically mentioned my book about Kerouac. And he hopped up and ran across the room and shook my hand and said, that's the best biography I ever read. And I shouldn't tell that story because it's so self-serving. But it, this is it an has interview. More, <laughs> it has more to do with yeah. his relationship to Kerouac than to me. Right. And long story short, two months later, he sent some guys and they said, Jerry says, why don't you do us? Why don't you write a book about the Grateful Dead? So what do you so, feel like at that moment, being a deadhead, and Jerry Garcia I, I, comes to you and asks you to write his story? Like, it was like did you sh- everything I've been wanting for seven years. I, I oh, went man. home and got seriously... I stayed cool when they asked me. <laughs> I said, gee, that sounds like a good idea. I'll give that some thought. And then went home and got drunk. Um, no, I and sat there at the typewriter going, Jerry likes the idea. Jerry likes the idea. Um, oh, it was like the big payoff. And I, now I will also add that about... I started researching and about two years in at one point I, I turned to Nikki Scully who was a wonderful woman whose husband Rock was uh, the, the dead's part of their management and I looked at her and I said am I really going to pull this off and she was honest enough to not bullshit me and say uh, oh sure she said I don't know you know you got a long way to go but honesty she was very honest and 
Do you know the story of Shaky, the great biography of Neil Young? No. Neil Young is shaky, you know? Yeah. That's because of his epilepsy. That nickname is because of epilepsy, but he's difficult at in spots uh, to work with. And uh, there was a guy that had worked on a biography for years and years and years and had connected him with with um, with the grunge bands. Um, what's the band? Um, Pearl Jam. Pearl thank Jam, you. Yeah. Pearl Jam. Totally transformed his career. Right. Yeah. So it he turns. Him, it brought him relevance. He, he turns in his his biography, and the next day Neil says, "No, you can't do it." it I, he hadn't even read it. It was like management pulling strings. Eventually, it was published, and blah blah blah. Nobody ever put me through that shit with the Grateful Dead. They all read it. Um, somebody after the book came out said, "Boy, you were really tough on Kreutzmann." And I said, well, Kreutzmann was a, is an up-and-down personality. Um, but uh, if you look at the back of the book, um, where the blurbs are, Bill said, the reason I like this book is that it's honest. Um, that so, says a know, lot about the, about all the of person. Them. Because yeah. they, don't, they are the least concerned with their public image group of people that ever got famous. Starting with Jerry. He, 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 it was he was a joy. He was a joy to work with because if I said this is important or this is useful or this will be interesting, he'd say yes. He never said, "Get me some interviews." Ever. He didn't want. He but did, he, what did he need? He didn't need. He did that. well. That's the point. Yeah. You know, I came. I was the. I mean, on one hand, I had the toughest job, but on the, because I was deadhead, I was the publicist not only for the Grateful Dead but for all deadheads, and in a million people. You have what we call the random asshole effect, which is to say, in a million people, there's going to be some real chumps, and you know the the ones who piss on people's lawns and do dumb things, right? Um, and make you unwelcome. Um, but tear down fences. As I never had to sell any tickets, shall we say? Right. Um, and um, uh, Mickey would l- loved. It to get pressed but that was because he had all these weird projects which deserved attention so you know with him it was a matter of you know finding interesting people people interested in weirdness because Mickey came up with stuff that you know nobody else on yeah, the planet does let me my does. brain up to a computer and play music with it <laughs> all that cool man all that let's do it you know the thing that for me that 89 was my first show and I was 18 years old and it was such a like a watershed moment for me. It, it, me too. It really just derailed the rest of my life. And over the years, I'm finding that the community of it, like you said, is the heart and soul. It's not the band. It's not the the scene. It's the people that make it up. It's 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 the music and the community. Yeah. That now that happened for a very simple reason. The Grateful Dead had an experience that's absolutely unique in America, in world music history. And, you know, you go, that's a fairly bold statement. For the two months that they were playing the acid tests, they experienced something in which the primal experience of making music, performing formally, is... Usually you're up higher than everybody else, right? You're up right. on that stage, and down there is the audience, and you give them your craft, your art, and they give you, they give you their love. 
for two months in the acid test, the Grateful Dead weren't the show. Everybody in the room was the show. They were just the soundtrack, and sometimes they didn't play. It wasn't. They were too if they high didn't fit, they were whatever. too high. There was one show where Bill Kreitzman sat down to play and then spent the rest of the night tearing down and putting back together his drum kit. He was somewhere else. Um, uh, it's tough to play without the, with the drummer. So um, they had this experience where the audience were their partners. And at least a pinch of that stayed for the next 30 years. Even when patently... They were on stage delivering for 60,000 people at Giant Stadium. But the fact is, they were partners. Yeah. And and um, that's unique. I mean, they, I mean, well, they had that on a truly visceral level. Discovering that that telepathic thing starts to happen. All that. And, and understanding it and going, okay, what are we going to do with it now that it, we found this key? What are we going to do with the key? And, and they, they held on to that key for the next 30 years, which is charming. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, they, you know, they know that they knew they had responsibilities. They had to get on stage reasonably on time, and they were um, professional. They were very professional. Um, but um, they, they, uh, they didn't forget where they came from. Wow, that's saying a lot. It is saying a lot. Because... Well, that's that's why this is happening. Because that's why this, this audience knows that that was true. I, I said to him last night, I've never felt since 95 when Jerry passed, I have never felt that until last night. Oh, until here. here. Yeah. It's it, here. It is here. I've, I've been... In, this is the third one. So I came. The first one was a little crazy. Yeah. They had Always too many bands. It was going literally went from 6 a.m. to uh, midnight, which is ridiculous. I'm, I, and and when, when Chris day. when Chris told me that, I said, uh, as I said, this agent guy that was a mutual friend said he needs you and you'd be you should work on this. So I talked to him and. and decided yeah he was the right guy and I, and I want to do it and then he said you know the first year was a you know was a dry ride was a shakedown cruise and um, we're not gonna you know it's gonna be starting at noon and I said fine because if you told me you were starting at six I was gonna tell you to find somebody else because I'm not getting up you know. I don't get up that early uh, well actually I do get up that early but I go to, go to bed at 10 I don't I don't you know no so anyway um um so yeah, and and last year, you know, it was a learning process for all of us, um, and um, it feels better still this year. Um, we have a lot of media, including you guys, um, here this year that uh, we didn't have last year, um, and I, you know, I, I want to grow this. Uh, not much bigger. Um, uh, Help her out, Ryder. The um, how many like the same space? But the you same don't want, space. You don't want to outgrow the space. No, 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 no. Okay. This space is, is this is hallowed ground. This is hallowed ground, and it works beautifully for what we're up to. Um, something between five hundred and a thousand more people, which would still fit very comfortably. Right. Well, I mean, whatever we can do 
All you have to do is say the word. Well, you know. I don't want you to know something. And I was going to, I think people are needy. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. What, what you, because your wife said she would join us today, but obviously this is hard to do here. If you, when you guys are home comfortable in the near future, if we could do an interview like over the phone with you to have us on, when you're at home comfortable to speak to both Anytime. of you. And the only reason she's not here is that she's has a camera in her yeah, hands. I saw her. I saw her. She got her. You know, and- life as a photo op. She's not. Uh, she's. Uh, but, but yes, and both cool. Of us. Cool. And, That's and on easy. another note too, you, you've had praise for Shake uh, for uh, Grateful Shred. We need to say you need we need to remind him to listen to M- Mapache. Oh, Mapache! If you enjoyed the, the two two of the three vocalists, they do a side project oh, yeah. called Mapache. Don't know. They it. sing in Spanish some of the songs. They are the it's, duet. It's the Everly it Brothers. You of the Ever- it's like it is amazing. These it is well super cool. Is it what? It was her ten times calling me up saying, you have to get me with Jerry. And she go, I realize I'm being insane. Sorry, bye. And then she called me manic like five moments. minutes later. She was real manic that night. And, and thank you. It was one night. She never called back. She never bugged me. But you know, it's it's I, it says you know, something that like, you had that experience all those years ago of that happening for you. And the thing that you loved bringing you inside of it and letting you help it grow and I have that, I'm having that same experience now. This thing that I've been into for 30 whatever years, I'm now being brought on the inside of it and I'm feeling the beginning of that wave. So I just am saying it to you well, so that you can remember that. Welcome, and welcome ma- to the party. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. So we can say, we're feeling the same thing of these young, to see these younger kids here. We have people come up to us. It is so weird to have like people that look up to us, like fans. I don't want to call them that because that's like self serving you know, But it's like, wow, we're, we're helping. We're helping people. And we're well, nurturing this. And it's beautiful. The, 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 see, the thing is, the weirdest single thing about the Grateful Dead was that they grew continuously for 30 years. Nothing does that. Not in showbiz, entertainment. Nothing in Nobody nature does, does that. that. Nothing yeah. even in nature. There's, there's you know, <laughs> peaks and valleys and all that. And the only, you know, sort of exception to the slow and steady growth was in the dark, when which almost killed us because we had thousands of people outside shows without tickets and the problem was, to that point, you became a deadhead the way I did, which is to say, a mentor sits you down and starts play, playing tapes. Sometimes it's like an older sibling. And you, le- you learn more than just listening to the music. You learn how to act. Um, and uh, with, within the dark, people heard it on the radio tried to buy a ticket, couldn't buy a ticket, said, oh, I'll go to the show anyway and see if I can get in. And what they did was they got down there and they found, for a 19-year-old, the wildest party you ever saw with pot and nitrous and food and drink and girls and boys and the whole shot and a scene. And um, what's not to like? And you, nobody you know, there to guide you. Through it. And nobody there to really guide you. And um, I didn't have it. That that's as I say, every show we did from '88 to '95 that didn't have trouble was a triumph. Um, I mean, we it became less it became less more focused around the music. It seems like and more about the the part. Those folks, those folks, I w- was once given tickets. Uh, we we'd give away tickets. 
Robbie Taylor thought that you know he was the production manager. He thought that was like I said yes. Well, he gave away tickets. That was his obligation to Deadheads and to Jerry. And he send me, hand me a wad of tickets and go give them away. And I once walked up to a kid in the parking lot and offered him a ticket. He said, oh, no, man, I'm just here for the party. Uh, he didn't want to go inside. Okay. That, so I kind of almost threw in the towel that day. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that's the asshole factor. <laughs> well, it's sort of oblivious. Yeah. Everybody enjoys things in different young, ways. Young and dumb, that's all. Yeah, yeah we've all been there. Moment. We've all been there. And I just, I think it's really cool that all these years later, it's still happening. There's something new going on. Ever since Fare Thee Well, at the end of that show, Mickey came out on the stage and laid it out. Here's Take this feeling, away. take it and go do something yeah. with it. And we are, and it's happening. And Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Dennis. You're welcome. My yeah. pleasure. Thank you. It's been, been my pleasure since October 2nd, 1972. Uh, <laughs> I love that you know yes. the date. Oh. Yes. We also got to spend just a few minutes with O'Teal backstage before his set. And this is a really special moment. And I am super excited for you guys to hear this. So... Here is our interview with O'Teal Burbridge. It's nice to finally look you in the eye, man. <laughs> thank you, brother. Sure, thank Dude. you, guys. So, how did this happen? How did you guys headlining this thing come up? Um, I mean, my manager just said, you know, You're I guess going here we got a that's... festival <laughs> on day. Do you want to do it? And I was like, sure. And then I, I found out we were headlining it like way after the fact. Where where were so, you last night? We were where were we last night? We were in um, Live Oak, Florida. With I'm confused because I I was supposed to do uh, Spirit of Suwanee Park in Live Oak, Florida with with O'Teal and friends, and then come here. And um, my buddy uh, Joe Russo had a. Uh, Called or texted or emailed or something. It was like, you know, could you do this uh, benefit for a creative music studio in Brooklyn? Whoa. And I was like, well, I've got a coast-to-coast banger. Right. It was like the day before it, you know. I was like, man, I don't know. Actually, I think it was a day in between. And I was just like, screw it, you know. It's not really giving if it doesn't hurt a little, you know. But it was. How did it go? It was amazing, you know, like. That uh, it's a nonprofit. It was started like 48 years ago by uh, Carl Berger, who came over here with Don Cherry's band. So it's like Don Cherry, Ornette, like all that whole. Oh wow! You know, Art Ensemble of Chicago. Yeah, like everybody, man. Mark Rebo was there at that gig, and um, um. Billy Martin from Modesky Martin and Wood. Right. Ciro Baptista, who you look a lot like. <laughs> and um, it was just, yeah, this cast of characters was just amazing, you know. How do you do, like, personally, the coast-to-coast? Oh, it's... Is it is it hard for you, man? It is now. I'm going to be 55 in Right, that's why I'm asking. I'm getting up there, too. It's not as easy as it used to be. Like you but f- then, you know... Like, is it a season that you, like... Okay, I'm doing it for this block of oh, time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, I don't want to do it ever. So it's got to be so great okay. for me to, like, go back back and yeah. forth like that for one gig. 
I mean, I've done it before with TTB. We would go to Japan for one gig, Brazil for oh. one gig, and come back, and it was just. Like, I mean, just yeah. packing yourself into the plane and flying, it it does something to you physically. That, oh yeah, yeah. It takes years it's, off you. Right. I, I always joke because the older I get, you know. I'm like, you know, I realize I hate crowds, loud noise, and long-distance travel. What am I doing in this business? You know, like, but it's probably because I've had so much of crowds, loud noise, and long-distance travel. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So, wah, wah, wah. But, uh, it's okay. What? No, it's a real... It's- I'm, just, I'm just wondering, what's well, two, two getting older now? We, we love watching you guys on Instagram and seeing your son and your wife yeah, and stuff. And we see them, they so get... Big. They get... How often do they get on the road with you? I mean, they probably... Well, not not that much. Yeah, not that much. But what I try to do is I try not to be away from them for more than two weeks. Yeah. So the only time I actually have to do that is Den Company Tour. And so then I bring them out. And then it's also a lot easier because it's like, you know... Is we that have like fancy a, tour buses and all that? Yeah. You know, when we talked to you the first time, you said that you, that he, they thought you worked at the airport. His dad, <laughs> his, dad, his dad was going to the airport all the time. He just thought you worked at the airport. That still cracks me up. He knows now. He's been he on the road. He's up. been in the bus, and he's like an old pro now at four. Yeah, yeah. Dad, where's where's craft services? You yeah. know, he doesn't really do music. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. He sings a lot, and he has an amazing memory for lyrics. But the only thing he has an attention span for to do for hours is draw. He'll Uh-oh. draw for hours. So, But he's only four. Yeah. So I'm not... And I don't care if he plays music or not. Like right. I want to find out whatever it is that turns him on. And then like just get that going as hard as we can. But uh, How is it being a dad? Oh, it's the best, you know. And uh, like, I was, <laughs> I was married previously, and after that, I said, I'm never getting married again. I'm never having kids. I already had a vasectomy, you know. And I was like, so I was sure I wasn't gonna have kids, and determined that I wasn't gonna get married again. And so we saw how that worked out, you know. So, <laughs> so wait, the, the vasectomy didn't work. Oh no, we're just fine. I had to get it reversed. Oh shit! Okay. Okay. And they'll pay for you to do it, insurance, but they will not pay for you to reverse it. Yeah, they they told me when I did it, they were like, if you're doing this with the thought that you might want to get it reversed, don't do it, because first of all, the insurance won't pay for it, and second, it doesn't work all the time. So I was like, "Mm, all right, well, I'm going for it. I know more. Yeah, mine was rolling the dice because they said after eight years, your odds go way down, and mine was like. 12, 13, 14, 15. I couldn't even remember. Dang. Oh, shit. So we're just like, we'll just Roll try. Dice, yeah. If not, we'll adopt. With <coughs> Dead & Company getting ready to tour and all that, like, is that a season for your family that they look forward to? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a working vacation for you kind of thing? No. It's hell. <laughs> is it? So how well, is not, it? If Nigel slept in his own bed and slept through the night... It'd be fine. Right. But, you know, when you're getting kicked in the neck yeah. on a tour bus all night, or in no your, even you if you're at the Ritz Carlton, whatever, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not getting any sleep. <laughs> right. And you're getting beat up. So, you know, it's not hell, but, you know, no, no. It's, it's not a. Uh, 
it's work because I'm at work, and so then it's an extra layer of work. But then those memories are like priceless, you know. Like all the those pictures, pictures of I you have sitting with him on the in yeah, the field above I mean, the stadium. I wouldn't try, trade it for anything. When you he know? grows up, man, like and realizes who Dad is. You know, they never do. It's like, because um, it's always just your dad. And, you know, if you've been on tour buses and doing that since three months old, that's just your normal you know, life. You're you right. Know? You're right. And my dad My dad was a, a screenplay writer and a director and a producer yeah. growing up and, like, sat in business meetings with him as a kid, like, brokering million-dollar deals and yeah. all that kind of shit. And it's just normal. You're just like, I mean, maybe, like... In his late twenties or something, or like when he has a kid, yes, he'll be like, "Oh, wow, that's for sure." Okay. You know, okay, <laughs> like he'll, like I'm just, I'm, it'd be fifty-five in a few months, and I still, okay. I'm just now realizing, like, wow, because my kid is only four, I'm having these realizations now about my parents, like, wow, you know, they were really cool. I met Duke Ellington when I was four years old, like, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, most people don't... Yeah. You know, it hits you later. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, this is how wow. me and Kofi turned out this way. Like, duh, I'm, I'm you sorry know? to hear about your brother, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to hear you, though, tonight, right now. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be stoked. really good. So, yes. you know? I know you weren't yeah, here the past the couple of days. Here. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I know you weren't here the past couple of days. This whole thing has been marinating, waiting for you, man. Oh, good. So, get out there and kill him. Oh, Going on up. No water. Oh. Excuse me, it's Rebirth Brass Band. I've been saying Preservation Hall right. backstage all day. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Let's get it correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give a hand clap. Yeah, come on.
good, brother. Good. I got you in the middle of the groove. <laughs> Watch your patch, Alex. coolest shopping experience I ever had. Just dancing. We're all dancing while he's checking me out. Like... What is a city without its music? 
the legacy of the New York Philharmonic. It's incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.